Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. Bring your own guts! It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. DJ Spiller! No one's going to touch it! And your biggest heartbreaks. Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. Watson. Touchdown! And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Welcome back. This is the Western Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Man, when you play Clemson and they're really good and they keep scoring, you sure do get tired of hearing that. Let me tell you. Uh, I've been on uh, both sides of the coin there, man. But uh, you definitely will learn how to spell Clemson Even in Winston-Salem? Because you only played Death Valley once, right? Yes, we played them twice. We ended up playing them twice uh, in Winston-Salem beat them uh, each time. There you go. Yeah, we beat them each time. All right. We took care of business. Okay, well, good. Wake Forest is the real ACC power. (laughs) Um, Which led to the one game when we blew them out, and I was questioning what was going on. Like, I legit was like, whoa, this game is not going like I thought it was going to go. Not that I thought we'd lose, but I was like, man, we're really beating. It sounds like you thought you were going to lose. But (laughs) this is team week. We're talking about the Clemson Tigers, and we go to the offensive side of the football. To give you a little bit of a recap of what this team did last season, they averaged 33 points per game, 33.2 to be exact. That placed them fourth. In the ACC, they were fourth in total offensive touchdowns. They were fifth in yards per game, sixth in pass efficiency. Led the ACC in rushing attempts, 546 of those, but only eighth in yards per attempt last season. So definitely dink and dunk type of passing game they had. Ninth in turnover margin, that's another thing you don't want to see. If you're a Clemson football fan, especially with the type of defenses that they house, you do not want to turn the football over more than they can get it back for you. But his offense was also second in third down conversions. They were sixth in sacks against. And then they had the number one red zone offense in the ACC. And I think they really took advantage of the size of DJ Uyangalale along with Will Shipley down in that area. And then also Davis Allen was a big target as well at that tight end position and a very underrated player. But enter Garrett Riley that comes over. They fired Brandon Streeter from being the offensive coordinator after what many in Clemson would consider a lackluster offensive season. He was announced as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach of January 13th of 2023. He joined Clemson from TCU where he served as the team's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach there, helped lead TCU to a 13-2 and record, Fiesta Bowl title, and berth in the college football playoff national championship game where they got steamrolled by the Georgia Bulldogs. He came to TCU following a 2021 or he came to TCU in 2021 in which they finished 5 and 7 and produced the nation's 65th ranked offense but after Garrett Riley got his hands on him he transformed the unit into the ninth ranked offense in the country in terms of scoring at around 39 points per game and also 
they led the FBS with 22 plays from scrimmage of 50 yards or more. So when you look at why did they bring in Garrett Riley? Why did they pay him as much as any assistant in the country, talking $2 million to be exact? I think we just hit it with that last stat when you're talking about 22 plays from scrimmage of 50-plus yards when I just told you that this was a unit that ranked in the bottom half when you talk about yards per pass attempt. They don't want to see that in Clemson. They want to see high-flying offenses. They want to see the scoreboard just on fire because of what they're doing. With Cade Klubnick, a guy that they seem to to believe in a ton. This is a Clemson offense that definitely wants to get back to the days of yesteryear where they were just absolutely hanging close to, if not over 40 points per game. Wes, do you know how many times DJU threw for over 250 yards last year? How many times? Once. Yeah. And it took two overtimes for him to do it against your Wake Forest Demon Deacons when he threw for 370 yards. Cade Klubnick, in two of his overall starts, where he got to play the entire game, he threw for 279 against North Carolina, and he threw for 320 against Tennessee. Now, they did lose that Tennessee bowl game 31-14. to They did beat North Carolina 39-10. to And that was a huge win when you talk about what they were able to do in the ACC championship and how it allowed you to feel good about Cade Klubnick going forward. And now, now they're going full on with their starting QB. Look, it's just the passing offense. Wes talked about it. You're talking about the total passing yards going up quite a bit because th this has been a guy that they allowed to play that way. Regardless of how you feel about DJU compared to Kate Klubnick, whatever, that coaching staff, they did coach a little scared with not allowing DJU to sling mm -hmm. it all over the yard, and they did so with Cade. And even if you lose against Tennessee, there was two interceptions, whatever, I, I do expect this offense to get back to something close to what they were. No, maybe not Trevor Lawrence level outright. No, maybe not Deshaun Watson level outright. But they are going to get way closer to that than what you had last season. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so when you look at this group, this was a program that definitely has been lacking in the skill player department in the last few seasons. This was uh, a university where we saw Sammy Watkins come through there. We saw Nuke Hopkins uh, as a more recent memory. We saw T. Higgins come through there. We saw uh, Justin Ross and what he was able to do in his freshman year. And so the next guy that looks to be the player who could step up and really get back to Clemson having that wide receiver reputation is Antonio Williams. And this was a player last year that he was a freshman All-American from multiple different sources. He had 56 catches for 600 yards and four touchdowns on 690 snaps. Uh, he's a very smooth receiver, not a very big receiver, 5'11", 195 pounds. Out of Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina, but I do like his game. The only thing that worries me a little bit about him is the fact that I feel like he may be more of a two than a one. He may be more of a complimentary wide receiver than an all-star stud that's just going to change games and dominate football games, but Antonio Williams is definitely the guy to watch for this receiving core uh, as we look ahead to this passing game that they do want to get more explosive. I, I think that's why if you believe in Clemson's offense, then you're believing in the change working for the better, which I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, even with Kate Klubnick, I know you're not completely sold on him, but Kate Klubnick is going to have better passing totals than DJU. We did see against North Carolina, he was fantastic. Also, the argument against that is North Carolina's defense was god-awful yes. last season. He did have some great throws. He did have, even against Syracuse, when he didn't play the whole game, it's not like he came in and lit it up. 
But that was a real nice throw in a meaningful moment with that two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. He rolls out to the right, kind of a cross-body throw to the back of the end zone, to the left side of the field, and that's what you like about what Cade Klubnick can bring you. Now you pair him with Garrett Riley, mm-hmm. who just achieved all those stats that you talked about mm-hmm. to lead us off in this offensive conversation. Yeah, man, I think you're going to see, I mean, Wes, we could see a monster change from what we saw last season. And so interesting that you bring that up because do you feel like that Garrett Riley is going to be under the most scrutiny and have the most pressure of any assistant coach in the country in college football this year? Because I say yes. I don't think so. The reason I don't think he's going to have more pressure than everybody, it's because you don't have to do all that much to be a better passing offense than what you were last season. Mm -hmm. And even with that, Wes, here we are talking about how bad the offense was, and Clemson lost two games. Clemson lost, at least, and not including the bowl game, I should say. Mm -hmm. So you lost against Notre Dame. You lost against South Carolina, and then eventually you lost against Tennessee in the bowl game. So they lost three times with the offense that you saw last year, and it was not good. What were they, 66th? Mm-hmm. The 66th in passing uh, offense? And again, two of the higher totals was had by Kate Klubnick. You had the first one with DJU in two overtimes, and then the next two highest passing performances were from Kate Klubnick in two of the you know only games that he started. Yeah, I, I think... There's pressure for sure, but to say that he has the most pressure, I think there's going to be a baked-in cushion when you talk about how bad it was last year and they still won games. Man, if your offense is any kind of explosive, I still expect them to win games, and we're not going to hold a lot of scrutiny towards uh, uh, Garrett Riley with what he's able to do. Well, this is why I say yes, because uh, and I round it to $2 million, but he's going to make $1.75, but that still places him fourth in the country when you talk about head coaching salaries, and if you really want to get technical, uh, it's third because Jeff Lebby and Tommy Rees of Oklahoma and Alabama, respectively, each make $1.9 million. But as far as what he's been tasked to do, uh, they've talked about how we heard DJU when he left talked about the offense and how simplistic it could be. And now he's coming in with all of this gas saying how the offense, we heard from defensive players when I talked to Barrett Carter after the spring game, saying how the offense, you don't know what's coming at you. Guys crossing here, crossing there, how explosive they are. This is a team that wants to get back to the college football playoff. So after you get rid of a Brandon Streeter after one season as the offensive coordinator, yeah, you're going to have pressure coming in immensely. The Clemson fans want to get back to scoring a lot of points, and if things don't work out, then they're going to say, well, maybe Streeter wasn't the problem, and then maybe you start to look at the personnel and say maybe Garrett Riley isn't what we thought, especially I know he was playing Georgia. I know how good that defense was. I saw half of them get drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles, but man, they got <laughs> drug they made that offense look like I mean they weren't hitting on a hill of beans that but Wes that is a lot of but but it was. but 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 that was a lot of it buts was. and that completely ignores that they were the underdog against Michigan against a team that also sure. got there based off of what was a great defensive unit sure. no doubt. and they beat that team and mm-hmm. they got to the championship game I, I mean Wes honestly I don't even think he has the most pressure among any coordinator in wow. the conference wow. not even the country what about Chip Lindsey man Chip Lindsay is a new OC coming over to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah Fiddy likes it. But, yeah, Chip Lindsay comes over, and this is your time if you're North Carolina because you got Drake May for one more season, mm-hmm. and he's gone. And he's going to be the second overall pick. 
uh, in the NFL draft right behind Caleb Williams. If Chimp Lindsey comes over here and they don't win any more than eight games and you still have the kind of crumble that you did, you lose to NC State again mm-hmm. with Drake May as your starting quarterback. I even think he's the guy. Chip Lindsey is the guy with more pressure as a coordinator compared to what Garrett Riley has in Clemson. Yeah, well, see, my thing is with, with Lindsey, I feel like the pressure for him is for Drake May to be Drake May. As long as he does that and Carolina wins eight, nine games, I think he'll be okay. But the expectations of Garrett Riley is to get this offense back to a college football playoff level. And so I think that's why there's the most pressure on him clearly in the ACC. And one of the most uh, pressurized hires in all of college football because Clemson fans want to go back to the CFP. But real quick, we're up against it. Who is the X factor for this Clemson offense, in your opinion? Uh, Will Shipley, probably. I mean, not X factor, but I just expect that he's going to do a a lot of nice work with this team. 